Hello, welcome to Barstool Buddhas. I'm Jai. Rit. And we're here again. Uh, you might have noticed we weren't here for a week or so. We had a lot of stuff going on. We had Mother's Day, daughter's birthday, daughter's graduation, making a living, all the things that get in the way for doing something fun like this. Unless you're just sitting on a couch yeah. at home drawing a check. And there was another thing. We had we were green last time, the green man. You know, the they called man. Trump the orange man. I was <laughs> yeah, the green man. Yeah. And so we had to fix that. We got space considerations here. Is it making using green screen kind of tricky? We had to change our lights. And we had some audio stuff. You know, we're not professionals at this. We bought professional-grade equipment, and it's like a monkey in a football. You've heard that story before. <laughs> so we're trying very, very much. And uh, at least we're not using an iPhone or, a, or an iPad to do this. And we're not influencers. You know, we're not going to do that little trick. <laughs> right, right. So, but talking about influencers. Yes. Our favorite influencer this week was Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. She's moaning and groaning about how afraid she is for her children living in a society full of systemic racism. And she has 24 hour security. Yeah, they all got Glocks or SIGs or whatever till the day she dies and turns to dust. Yeah. But I will give her this I have children. When my children went out in the world, I was afraid. For them, when they went out, first time driving or going to school or what it was, it's a natural thing for any parent. So we're not knocking that at all. No. But this lady's worth about $140 million. She's been the first lady of the country. She sold a book, 10 million copies in five months. So she's making an impact somewhere. She's getting a message across. But for her to tremble and, and queeze around and, oh, they're out to get me. This well, is well, such she's trying to make BS. herself be a part of everybody else's experience. And, exactly. And she's in a less than 1% of the population, for sure. Oh, yeah. Globally, she's at the bottom of the 1%, probably. She's just inside the 1%. Right. But uh, the top 5%, how can you complain? Yeah. So anyway, what I got to say about her is this. You know, she's always talking about systemic racism, and, and that whole group is always talking about white privilege, this, that, and the other. You need to check your white privilege, uh, Jai. And make a list, and and you you know you got this just running through your veins, just like your blood. You know, <laughs> privilege is coursing through your liver. Deal with it. So, so so she's she's doing all this, and I'm thinking to myself, here's a person's had all that, been all that, does all that. You know, it pissed me off. So I got a message for for Mrs. Obama. What's that? Check that Obama privilege biatch. <laughs> You know, you're coming across, you're like Meghan Markle, and nobody likes oh her. Well, you might like her, but we don't like her. You know, somebody just gagging on a silver spoon and doesn't have the sense to pull it out. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot of respect That's a for gold her. digger. Oh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> sure. we're not really banging on some of the principles. She's talking about her children. No, that's, that's great. That's that. great. She's a parent. Kids. But, you know, come on. Wave your $140 million at somebody else, like Hillary had. She had a book out that said it takes a village. Well, you could support a lot of villages with the money and influence and power you've got instead of knocking the other people into systemic racism and all that. You might be able to cre create a situation, a world in which systemic racism is overwhelmed by people cooperating, by wanting to cooperate, not diversity this divisiveness is what it is it's not yes. diversity it's yeah. divisiveness so stop charging at everybody else just fix this problem take care of your children like everybody else but you know like i said check that privilege check it you need to check yours <laughs> so anyway i should have been a baptist minister i could at least pass the plate so um 
So what about Biden? Biden's sending $10 uh, million, and that's just a part of a payment to the yeah. Palestinians he's going to during send them the conflict. $100 million he's going to send them this year. That was already earmarked for that. But there's still a war going on, you know? So yeah. Yeah. so what's he funding? More rockets? Oh, we already determined. Uh, they they came out and they gave Iran credit for thank you for giving us all the rockets. Yeah, Iran's giving them all the rockets and bullets they need. So uh, maybe they're feeding their families. Maybe they're going to do it for medical treatment. Maybe they're going to, you know, find a way to get to the peace table. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I just think it's wrong to wade in on one side or the other during the conflict. During the conflict. Uh, Afterwards, yeah. go back, rebuild schools and hospitals and all. That's, you know, but uh, it's just kind of choosing a side and— that's not a good thing. Well, it's it's just, it's the way our politicians work. They bet on both sides, so they never really lose. Oh yeah, you know, well, I mean, so they play both sides of that. So uh, the thing that did happen this morning, which I got a I got a uh, an email this morning with a clip from a Twitter post, was from the IDF that they had been blocked by Twitter uh, from sending a message to Beersheba, which is a town kind of south south of Tel Aviv and all that, and. Uh, they was talking about uh, they had a situation where there were sirens going off and there was some rockets coming in. They blocked that warning. People save lives. People could die from that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just uh, Jack Dorsey. You're an evil person. You are an evil human being for doing that. Uh, that's not doing it right by anybody for any reason. That needs to be stopped. Oh. You know, I'm not for censorship and I'm not for a lot of clamping down on a lot of people just because I don't like what they do. But that's that, in my book, that's criminal. Well, we've got a handful of people in the country and all along with the media, they are tamping down free speech. Oh, yeah. When everybody's using social media, which, you know, we're using social media, but when some handful of people are controlling it, we're all under their thumb. Well, to cancel a message like that or prevent it, it's like blocking a 911 call. Yeah, that's un- it's somebody pulls the fire alarm and somebody runs in and shuts it off real quickly, and nobody knows that the building's on fire. That's yeah. just well, I don't know Jack Dorsey, you, but Thank I've you, seen Dorsey. him. I've seen him, and what I want to do is walk up to him with my bic lighter and burn that beard off. It just pisses me off. It's not what I want to be or who I want to be, but it's this urge I have to fight. So yeah, there's always those. Yeah, so we have uh, morons on the move. Always morons on uh, the move. Morons on the move. Yeah, and today <laughs> we have a special announcement. Joe Biden. Joe Biden is going to be the first uh, award that Barstool Buddhist has given out, and he's going to be uh, receiving the moron emeritus status, which means he never has to compete for moron of the week. He is going to be permanently up there, exactly. enshrined in his in his moron status. <laughs> For as long as we exist. So, uh, you know, it's just he's just one thing after another. But you know what? I think in his own mind, he really believes he's doing the right thing. Uh, Well, you can kind of see into his mind. There's a lot of empty space around it. So when you look in the eyes, you can find it. But he did a good thing this week. He finally decided we could take off the mask under certain circumstances, which is a big improvement. But then he says two hours later, yeah. no vaccine and you got to wear the mask forever. Some, not a direct quote, but it meant that you either take the vaccine or you wear the mask. That's the edict. That's it. He has spoken. The edict. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm going, I'm going, well, the danger of walking on a lot of people right here and pissing people off. Well, I'm going to quote, we do. <laughs> I'm going to quote or paraphrase uh, St. George of Floyd. <laughs> Officer Joe, 
get your mask off my face. I can't breathe. Now, not to make light of the fact that Mr. Floyd died, but a lot of people are having trouble with the mask directly, physically, even though the doctors are saying, no, you're not. Right. Well, I'm 68. I can't wear that damn thing more than two hours, or I'm, I'm fatigued. I'm shot out. Now, I may have something going on here I don't know about, but if it's happening to me, it's happening <laughs> it's to other helping. people. It's not helping. And it's the other things that are going on just because of the mask, all the other stuff, the, the society breakdown, things are, people are acting like sheep and freak, freaked out about everybody. Who did you pull up next to at a light the other day? Well, I was starting to do a Driving While Dead episode, but I didn't have my camera. <laughs> We've got to bring back the Driving While Dead. And and this lady pulled up next to me, and I've got the windows down, and I'm playing ACDC or Zeppelin Love or something. It. I got the, the windows down, and it's I don't have a mask on. It's a nice day. And I look over. She's double masked, got a shawl around her. The windows are hermetically sealed, and she's <laughs> glaring at me like, She looked just like my grandmother when I used to be fiddling around in church and and the, the preacher would be talking god's gonna get you you better behave i'm gonna get you after church that look <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. had the grandmother look you before god does. yeah the grandmother look <laughs> i'm gonna get you so i mean you know okay but that goes on everywhere you know and i've gone to several stores even in the last day or so and people who don't have masks are looking at the people who do have masks. You remember the star belly sneeches oh, yeah. and the plain belly sneeches? Oh, yeah. We got that in full throttle right now. So, exactly. So just come on, let's get rid of this. But then you got governors and mayors now. We're not, going to, we're not going to do this. You know, no. the governor of Minnesota, I believe, said you don't have to do it in most cases. But then the mayor of Minneapolis says, oh, you got to wear it in my city. So whatever happened to mayors? What did they used to do? They used to pass a little budget, pay the police, the fire department, give the teachers Stop a raise. Signs, potholes. Put potholes. Yeah, you know, they used to do the things roads. like But now, no. and here's the theory. They, f they fed them red meat to Father Fauci's attack dogs. Yeah. That's what they are. Oh, yeah. And now they don't want the kibble no more. Exactly. They, they like ain't the going meat. back to the kibble. You ever have a dog you started feeding hamburger to? He ain't eating that dry shit in the bag no more. <laughs> it ain't happening. So that's what you got here. Yeah. These people are trained to eat the red meat, man. It's power. If they get power, the more power they get, the more they want. It's no, just a, it's a continuation. You can't do that. So we're gonna. it's going to be interesting the way that goes. And we got a free few free states going on, and that's that'll work so but then there's uh mrs president biden yes. dr jill biden dr oh, biden oh yeah she feels very liberated now she's liberated she took her mask off she says but you know i feel naked without my mask <laughs> lady godiva 2021 oh right. riding around in her limousine <laughs> thinking she's naked man but you know you can't you can't give her any shit about this because she slept next to a cor corpse for 30 years and anything that Thinks of, she thinks of naked. She's got to be titillated beyond belief. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm naked again. Maybe good things will happen. You know, I don't know. Maybe she get her secret service guy. You know, who oh. knows? Oh, I don't know. You know. So, but, you know, she's happy. I'm glad to see that she's happy. Everybody needs to be happy. I feel naked without my mask. Uh, There's can't. always that. Oh, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, um we were going to talk about the Congress, but right now I'm just so pissed off about AOC and the squad. I will say this. We have Barstool Buddhas has proposed a new name for the squad. We're calling them the Fraud Squad because they're a fraud. 
and they're out protesting. They're not doing their job. They're not doing what we pay them to do as representatives under the Constitution. They're out in the street, riding with people, taking sides. It's just ridiculous. Please stop doing that. Please stop attempting to gain credibility with rational thinking people. It's not working. So anyway, but we're going to go to something pleasant right now. Uh, Rip's got a story that's uh, we we put it under the genius of the week category, but it, it's a genius move in this in this society. Genius, for, this is a good person of the week move. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine I ran into at a, a reunion a couple of weeks ago. Um, give a shout out to my buddy Martin. We were teammates. Um, somebody I I knew, but I wasn't close friends with, but. Through the years, I've seen some of his posts on Facebook, and when I ran into him at the reunion, I said, hey, man, you always seem to be like in a really positive space, and and everything's good in your life. I said, what are you doing? He said, Steve, he said, I quit the corporate world years ago, and he said, I got tired of making other people money, and I now raise money. He works year-round raising money for one of our state's children's homes, which are orphans. And, you know, there's homeless people out there in the world, and there's all this other stuff to talk about. But an orphan has no one. They have nobody. And he has found so much joy in his life. And what he does, he raises money for an annual golf tournament. I think it's 23 years going now for one of our former coaches at a local university. And he raises money from local uh, businesses year-round. But I could... It wasn't I just heard what he was saying. I could feel what he was saying. And he just had such a positive vibe. I could actually feel it. So shout out to my buddy Martin for everything he does. And uh, that was just, again, we always talk about having conversations with other people. Yeah. Getting to know one another. You may not know each other at the beginning, but, you know, sit and spend a little time and talk. And you get to share a few things, and and you see people in a different light. So that was just a really great positive day when I got to sit and talk with him for a while. Yeah, that's a good story. And and obviously, all of us can't quit our day job and go do that. But, you know, we work so many hours a day, we've got obligations to our family. But I think each one of us in some way, even if it's just a one-on-one conversation with someone having some problems or just listen to somebody, will make a difference. And it all adds up. So uh, whatever he's doing is is much more beneficial, I think, to the whole society than, yes. than standing in the street and burning this and doing that. Screaming through a bullhorn. Yeah. Uh, so, well, that's a good story. Thanks. And uh, I'd like to meet that guy sometime. Yeah, Mark's so, a good dude. So we, we, we're going to do the movie of the week first uh, because, again, it's a movie that's not extremely old like some of the other ones. It's, it's in color, I think. Wag the dog. <laughs> Wag the dog. And I don't know if anybody saw this movie a few years ago. It was basically a left-leaning kind of film. They were trying to yeah. dog the establishment for misleading us and... Uh, manipulating us through the media. And Imagine this thing. that. Imagine <laughs> that. So it's basically a story of a made-up thing um, about a guy who's a prisoner of war, this or that. And it's, I think it's in Kosovo or someone of those mm-hmm. places. It was about that time. Anyway, it's a whole story of how these people concoct this whole conflict and this whole war scenario in a recording studio and in a television studio and just basically put it out in society bites yeah. and they ride it. So it's instead of the dog wagging the tail, the tail is wagging the dog. And it's a really good, good it's a good movie. You know, Willie Nelson's in it. Who did that first? War of the Worlds? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, so now it's, uh, it's, you turn on your TV and if you're really watching the TV, 
and you watch between all the different channels, you'll get the idea that maybe something is not right here. Maybe, uh, like we said last week, there's so much my truth that you can't get to the truth. And if there is the truth out there to be had, they're not willingly going to show it to you unless they can come up with their spin and it puts a spin on their side of things. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And you don't have to be paranoid or a conspiracy theorist to see that. All you have to do is go from Tucker Carlson to Don Lemon to Joe Scarborough in an hour. And if you don't have a headache, you're not paying attention. <laughs> you're just not, you're not paying attention. So take a look at that movie. It's, it's a fun movie anyway. It's, it's a good movie to watch. I liked yeah, it. Uh, yeah. Willie Nelson's a trip in that movie. <laughs> Any movie Willie's in. Is and, and then Woody Harrelson plays a really crazy guy. And he, imagine uh, that. I like, well, you know, he did that 20, 2012 movie where yeah. he was the guy and, and the, watching the, World End. He was pretty good. He he's the kind of guy I could see hanging around to watch the World End. But so our book of the week and our roundup are basically based upon the same thing. Uh, there's a book that's been around for almost two thousand years. I don't know if you can see it. I'll put a clip on the top. It's called Meditations by a guy named Marcus Aurelius. And for those who don't know who he is, they didn't. Uh, they didn't. He is. He got school. He was a Roman ago. emperor in the second century A.D. And he was listed as one of the five good emperors, which is pretty scary when you think about how long list. <laughs> how long the Roman Empire lasted. Of course, it didn't have emperors at first, so I don't know the the numbers. But anyway, he ran the whole place. He had time to write this book, which lasted 2,000 years. And it's full of things that he discovered about himself and his life, and he wrote down. One of the things I really like about this book is the book— one is called Debts and Lessons, and it's basically the debts he has to the people that gave him the lessons in life that made him who he was. And there's a whole list of them. And like his first one says, my grandfather, character and self-control, uh, his father, integrity and manliness. Sounds like some some values that I was privy to when I was young. Yeah. Uh, but he goes through this whole list and, and basically assigns value to it, and, and it thanks the people He's indebted to for that. Uh, and the, the rest of the book has is, is got a lot of other things in it, uh, just things he's wrote through his life that he's discovered about himself mm -hmm. and looked into. But on in chapter two, there's a paragraph, and I'm going to read it to you. Uh, it may sound a little lofty and preachy at first, but if you really break it down, there's some really good advice and some direction for getting through your day and dealing with everybody that you meet. So I'm just going to read it to you. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, the people I deal with today will be meddling, ungrateful, arrogant, dishonest, jealous, and surly. They are like this because they can't tell good from evil. But I have seen the beauty of good and the ugliness of evil, and have recognized that the wrongdoer has a nature related to my own. Not of the same blood or birth, but the same mind and possessing a share of the divine. And so none of them can hurt me. No one can impl implicate me in ugliness, nor can I feel angry at my relative or hate him. We were born to work together like feet, hands, and eyes, like the two rows of teeth, upper and lower. To obstruct each other is unnatural. To feel anger at someone, to turn your back on him, these are obstructions. Now, like I said, it sounds a bit lofty and otherworldly and kumbaya-ish, but if you look at this, he wakes up in the morning expecting to see these things in the world because he's in the real world and he's an emperor and he deals with it every day. But he turns right around and says, these are the same things that are in me. And they're part of himself. 
Exactly. So at that point, he has something in common. He's not simply denigrating these people or trying to avoid them. He knows he's going to see them, and he recognizes those same things within himself. Uh, But because he's contemplated the world, Mm -hmm. he sees the ugliness and the beauty, and he's striving towards that. And he recognizes that if you put a few things out in front to do, like cooperation, that basically— these things we see are obstructions. They can be overcome or mitigated. You can work towards that if you hold them as values. So that's, that's a very powerful thing. And when you consider this was written 2,000 years ago, basically 150 years or 120 years after Jesus Christ was here, there seemed to be a thread in the world. Mm-hmm. Were, human beings were trying to break away from some of the old ways and, and some of the nastiness. And unfortunately, we haven't gotten too far away from that. Oh, yeah. We we can drive fast in our cars and our airplanes, but as human beings, we still face the same things today. So when you look back at something that's 2,000 years old and you say, well, why should I listen to that? Well, because you can look out in the world and you can see that those conditions still exist. You can look in your own mind and your own heart in the morning and say, man, I don't want to go to work. Those a-holes at work, these people, they just drive me crazy. They're awful, awful people. Well, they're getting out of the bed in the morning. And they're saying, gee, I hope I don't see Ja today. He's an awful, <laughs> awful person. He gives me a heartache. He gives me a Man, headache. It comes in. So, I'm just going to lose it. Again, you know, the feet work together, the hands, the eyes. So you got to find a place to recognize that we're all struggling with those same things. You have to get past that point. It's an obstruction. Once we get past it, we can look at it and say, yeah, yeah. well, you got some ugly shoes. Well, you do too. Well, let's work on the socks. <laughs> so I we mean, can we, do this together. We can all do it together. And that sounds like a little airy-fairy kind of thing, but it goes to this. I've listened to—I'm going to trigger some people here. I listen to Jordan Peterson. Triggered. Yeah. Oh. Jordan Peterson has a, a thing, aside from politics and the whole identity thing, that I really like. His thing is personal responsibility, self-reliance. You have to start with you before you start working on someone else or before you wade into the fray, mm-hmm. like I said, half-cocked and feeling really big about yourself. Got that mega uh, bullhorn. It or... goes back to the, you know, these talk, check your white privilege thing? Yeah. Just check your own shit at the door. <laughs> yes. You know, the, the thing in the Bible, and I'm not a Bible guy, uh, but the thing about... Take the thing out of your own eye. What is that? You might know. I can't remember. You go to church. But anyway, there's the thing where you take the own crap. The own take crap. it out of your eye before you yeah, be concerned about When you're looking else. at somebody else, take the own crap. Right, right. Clear your own lenses before you go after them. Really yeah. good stuff. And this is kind of in that vein. This guy recognized that. And think about this. He was the emperor of the largest uh, empire on the planet at that time. He was the most powerful person on the yeah. planet. And to think that a person in that position of power was at least thinking like that, that's a great role model. That's something we could use. We could use some leaders that look, you know, <laughs> do some interest. We could use some leaders themselves. who think about anything but themselves, <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, so I think uh, that's pretty much all we have for today. Uh, be Good sure, day. Yeah, be sure to like, subscribe, throw rocks at the computer, whatever it is you want to do. Give us comments. We would like to hear from folks. We did hear from folks today, this week about some things. Some people actually like some of what we're doing. Some people didn't care much for it. But that's okay. That's the way life rolls. Uh, but it's the interchange of those ideas that, that make it interesting, right? So... That's all I got. How about you? Keep the conversation going amongst your friends and yourselves, and all good. We're out of here. See you next time.